right, so here we are, Real Talk with Coach White. We got a special co-host on the topic of mental health. Ryan, I don't want to mispronounce your last name. How do you say your last name for the folks? That's all right, Mark. My name is Ryan Engelstad, very Norwegian. (laughs) Uh, Okay, and you you deal with mental health issues? That's right. I'm a therapist in uh, Princeton, New Jersey, so I, I see lots of different folks, different ages, um, different issues. So it's a, a topic I'm passionate about. Uh, see, we need more guys like you. I'm not too far away from you. I'm up here in New York. Okay. All, all of my listeners, feel free to go check out Ryan. Ryan, what's, what's the name of your podcast channel? So I'm actually just starting it out. It's, um, it's going to be called The Best Medicine Podcast. Um, and on there, I'll be talking about mental health, a little bit of parenting, a little bit of comedy. I do some improv and stuff, too. So I'm going to try to mix it all up there. Nice, nice. So you leave no, no stone unturned. <laughs> Yeah, I try, to, I try to weave it all together. Sometimes it works. <laughs> all right, so let, let me ask you, what's the number one biggest mental health issue or crisis in America today? Well, that's a great question. I mean, based on the population that I see, which is a lot of kids and college students and grad school students, um, it's just a lot of anxiety in general. Um, so, and that, that could come from anything. Um, but it's a lot of school problems, a lot of family problems people being stressed and then just not really having the coping skills to deal with that. Okay. You, you hit a good point stress. Cause I'm, I'm also training to become a neuro coach. I, lo- I love oh, cool. neuro- neuroscience, neuroplasticity. Sure. I love it all. Um, but let's talk about limiting beliefs because I, I believe a lot of stress does come from being conditioned over time. You're not good enough. You'll never be good enough. You Absolutely. Know? And we have a, a generation now where you get instant gratification with social media and what I'm noticing is you might have 5,000 social media friends, but you're taking selfies by yourself. So do you think social media is taking a a toll on our our youth? No question. Yeah. I work with a lot of uh, high schoolers right now. And that's one of the biggest things is they get sucked into these Snapchat streaks and how many faves they have on Twitter. And meanwhile, they're sitting at home um, when, you know, they could be out doing things. So, it's definitely a big problem. I try to work with them on, you know, being active, doing things that are going to help them feel good instead of just this artificial temporary distraction stuff. A lot of times people think the things that um, are going to help them or make them feel better, whether that's social media or Netflix or food or drugs and alcohol. They think that stuff makes them feel better, but it's really just a sort of temporary feel good like you said instant gratification instead of doing the work that actually improves the mood and and helps to heal the stress and anxiety yeah when, when i deal with um health and i do health and fitness i went from 350 pounds to 198 before i suffered some back issues and i limbo between 2 220 sometimes 230 but i always tell people you know um emotional eating it, it does with mental health and when, yep. you, when you do that, it's that quick oral orgasm, I call it, because you put the food in your mouth. It's a quick, ah, you know, it tastes real good, but it never lasts long. And just like yeah. having, having bad sex, you're like, why did I just do that? <laughs> That's you know, right. It's, it's the same exact thing. So let me ask you, since you're in the field of mental health, you sure. talked about anxiety. What do you think the number one reason for anxiety is? Yeah, I mean, it, for me, it's, it's a lot of um, expectations that people put on themselves or their environment. And, you know, a lot of times they learn that growing up, you know, it's what I call the shoulds or musts, all the, all those statements that they put on, so, on themselves, things that they feel like they should be um, or that they have to accomplish. 
Um, and then when they don't do those things or when they don't want to do those things in the case of like procrastination and stuff like that, especially with the kids, then they get down on themselves. So the stress then kind of doubles over and it becomes this really unhealthy cycle um, where they get stressed because they're not doing the things they feel like they should be doing, but that doesn't actually lead them to making changes. Yeah, it's, it's a vicious cycle. It sure is. Now, uh, you talked about, you know, procrastination. Now, I tell people this. It, it's been backed and proven by brain research that procrastination, also perfectionism, yep. are both feelings of self-worth and your self-esteem. Sure. So if, if you're not feeling well, you're, therefore you're not going to behave in a well manner. What are some, some tidbits and some advice you can give somebody that, I mean, deals with anxiety but might not have insurance or might not have the money to go see a therapist? Yeah, sure. So um, one of the simplest, um, uh, I would say, skills that I work on with people with anxiety is just some really simple mindfulness skills. So we talk about tuning into the five senses. So things you can do to, and, you know, and this, this is sort of a distraction, but it's a distraction that's actually going to make you feel better as opposed to these more unhealthy uh, habits that people tend to fall into. So if you think about your five senses, things that you can see, things you can listen to, um, things that you can taste, and obviously getting back to emotional eating, you want to be have that good self-awareness to be able to make sure you can you know, make it a temporary or a small thing. Um, things you can touch, so things are going to bring physical comfort. Um, and did I miss one? Taste, touch, hear, feel, um, sight. See. Sight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's being in nature. So, you know, getting outside, getting away from the screens, all these things are really good for your anxiety because the reason anxiety becomes such a problem is because you're not present. You're thinking about things that are stressing you out in the future, um, things you feel like you have to prepare yourself for, you have to do. And the more you can return to the present and what your body and your brain are actually doing right now, the better off you're going to be. So by tuning into your five senses, you can give yourself a little bit of a break with that stuff. So living in the now, the moment, right of now, this time, instead of stressing about what could happen, might might happen, should happen. That's right. So yeah. A, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So we, we talk about uh, anxiety being like your brain is preparing your body for something that's going to happen in the future, but it's getting your body ready to do it now. So it's like, oh, you have a test in a couple of days. You're starting to get anxious. The test is not now, but you're sort of your adrenaline and all this stuff is starting to pump now. So you're getting anxious, even though the test isn't actually happening right now. So by being present and coming back to what you actually have to do, you can help yourself calm down and either do the studying or do some relaxation or do some positive socializing, things that are going to help you cope with that anxiety a little bit better. It's funny you say that because I just took a class on uh, mindfulness and they have the the bell that they ring that dung, yep. oh yeah and, and you take a second and you just take a deep breath in you make yourself yawn you give yourself you know a little hand rub face rub and then a big smile and a fake laugh to trigger your brain to believing that the situation is better we have we have amazing gifts that we get for free in life with our bodies and minds but it seems people are forgetting this that you know the best things in life are free like our bodies, our minds, our souls, you know? Yep. So, I mean, this is great. I mean, my listeners are going to love this. Uh, once again, if any of them want to find Ryan, Ryan, just plug your, your, your podcast. And if you're on any social medias, give them a plug there too. Yeah, sure. Thanks a lot. So my podcast is just starting up this week. It's called The Best Medicine Podcast. 
Um, I'm also um, writing over on Medium. I do some writing over there about all this stuff, mental health and behavior change. And you can find me on Twitter at Engelsry, which is E-N-G-E-L-S-R-Y. Um, but, yeah, thanks a lot, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Um, one last thing. One last sure. thing. Since these, these go 15 minutes, we still got about six oh, sure, minutes, six minutes oh, strong. Um, let me ask you, because I, I know myself, I sometimes deal with severe depression because I, okay. I do suffer from PTSD. When I was okay. in college, I got shot with a hollow tip 22 that ended oh, my wow. football career. Okay. And what would you give some advice to somebody that's suffering from uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, PST, PTSD, PTSD? Yes, I mean, it's, it's a great question. I mean, when it comes to treatment of PTSD, um, and actually, I'm, I'm doing some trainings right now in um, what's called EMDR, which is eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. It's a pretty intense therapeutic process. But to, to, to simplify it, you kind of take the, um, the negative associations that you start to form from past events. So in the, in the situation like something that you described, um, you know, a traumatic event like that, Presumably, you form some negative associations about yourself or about the world from that event. So an example might be, and I'm, I'm just going to speak for you, um, you know, like the world is not safe. So it's something like that. Now, if that is how you believed, you know, anything that might trigger something like that in the future is going to give off that PTSD response. So whether it's stress or, um, you know, that sort of hyper awareness that comes with PTSD, um, that's, that's where the healing starts. So when you can start to form more positive associations with those past events, an example might be, you know, um, we think of the opposite sometimes of those past, uh, those negative associations. So if the negative association was the world is not safe, you might flip it by saying, um, you know, there are places or there are times that might not be safe, but I can make myself safe or I can keep myself safe. So that way you're sort of, trying to reinstill your own control in these situations and take away some of the powerlessness that comes with PTSD sometimes. Because often it's these, these traumatic situations that you absolutely had no control over. So, yeah, getting self-control. It's, it's funny you say it, because the first thing that went off in my head is Einstein's question is, the universe is a safe place? There you go. Uh, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So that, that's a great, 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 great piece right there. I know a lot of my viewers do suffer from PTSD. Sure. And one thing you got to be aware of is your triggers. It's not something you That's can right. cure, but you got to right. know you got to know your triggers. So what, what do you like to do in your free time since we got a few more minutes? Tell the people a little yeah, bit yeah. about yourself. Absolutely. So like I said uh, in the intro, I do a little bit of improv comedy. We do some short, pro short form improv in New Jersey and New York. Um, kind of like whose line is it anyway? Nice. That's a lot of fun. Um, I've performed at a couple comedy clubs in the area. Um, I also play basketball a couple times a week at a local YMCA. So I try to stay physically active and mentally active any way that I can, you know? Yeah, f physical activity is also great for mental health issues. It really for is. Sure. Yeah, it's, uh, what is it? My, my therapist used to tell me uh, exercise is the most underutilized antidepressant. Yeah, no question. Yeah, because, I mean, if you think about it, it's the, using something like basketball – it's impossible to be thinking about stuff you're stressed about a week from now in the middle of a basketball game. You can only be thinking about what's happening right now, where the ball has to go, who's your man. And that's when I feel like personally, like I'm at my most present. I'm only thinking about what's happening in that game. And you're living in that now, the moment that's of right. right now. 
Yep. Man, this has been great, brother. We still have a few more minutes, so how about you leave us with a joke? You got any funny jokes? Oh, man, a joke. Um, Putting you on the spot right now. No, 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 I can handle that. So, um, so I'll hit you with this. So let's see. My parents, uh, my full given name is Ryan Larson Ambrose Engelstad. So if you ever go, you know, a lot of people, you know, in the Internet um, started coming up with, you know, what's your name meanings or what's your alternate names and all these kind of, you see these websites now, like Childish Gambino, his name came from um, like a Wu-Tang name creation thing, right? Mm-hmm. So when I first uh, started seeing websites, I'm like, you know, what's, what does my name mean? So you look up the meaning to my whole name. Ryan is actually uh, King, right? Um, or Little King, something like that. Um, Larson um, is just son of Lars. That's pretty boring. Ambrose is actually, um, um, shoot, I forgot what Engelstad is, uh, my last name, and that's, Norwegian uh, for City of Angels. So if you break it down, my parents, King of the City of Angels. <laughs> when, nice. So when the apocalypse comes, you know, it's going to be some skinny white dude um, on an improv stage. You look and, and you'll be safe. I mean, that's, that's all I can tell you. I don't know. I was part of this. <laughs> you got me laughing. That was a good one, brother. <laughs> all right, brother. Well, it's been a pleasure. We are. Uh... Yeah. We have one last minute. You, you do one more plug because, like I said, I, I got a good following on on this podcast. All right, so. So, um, um, my new podcast is going to be starting this week. It's the Best Medicine Podcast, where I'll be talking about mental health, parenting, and comedy stuff, mixing it all together. And I'm writing over on Medium. dot com and on Twitter. I'm Engels Rye um, at Engels Rye. So. Um, hit me up anytime. I love talking about all this stuff. So thanks a lot, man. Yeah, there you go. And if you're in the Jersey area and you need a good mental health shoot, look for Ryan. All right. With that That's being right. said, brother, I appreciate your time. You have a blessed day, and I hope to hear from you soon. That was great. Yeah, I'd love to talk to you anytime, man. All right, have a great day. All right.